Awesome job. I hope you've noticed all the, the different artwork around the church. And, and I, the kids are on the wall and our teens are on the back wall. And, and then I believe there's probably still some more coming. Uh, you have time to get them in here over the, the next few weeks. Let me ask you, who's, who's the ma- most famous person you've ever met? You, n- not counting me. Somebody yell out, the most famous person you've ever met. President Ford. Wow. Anybody else? Huh? Obama. All right. Sonny and Cher wins. Archie Griffith. Oh, there you go. Paul McCartney. Wow. Who met Paul McCartney? Wow. Wow. I'll tell you what, anybody in here a celebrity hound? <laughs> I have a nephew that's a celebrity hound. And, and, and on the internet, he goes to all those comic comms and all those different things. And so almost weekly, there's a picture of Clinton with somebody that, that he just, he meets, he encounters and gets his picture with her, or he'll just show up somewhere. He's just one of those guys that, you know, is lucky. He goes to, to Assembly Hall in Bloomington, and the next thing you know, there's a picture of him with Tom Crean, and, and you're, you know, they're getting pictures, signing autographs. You know, he's a celebrity hound, and he, he just likes to chase down those autographs. And, uh, you know, it, it's not, never made, it meant a lot of difference to me. Um, I, I can remember I was working in a campground one time, and um, anybody remember Kenny Price? Uh, like three. I, I might as well not even tell this story because you don't know who Kenny Price is. I, I believe Kenny Price was on Hee Haw, right? Okay, so Kenny, this camper, this RV comes pulling into the campground, and it's like three football fields long. And so it pulls to the gate, and I'm supposed to, you know, take their money, and, and it was Kenny Price. And so I said, hi, how are you? And he goes, hi, I'm Kenny Price. And I went, that'll be $18, please. He was so disappointed and, and he died a few years later, and I kind of felt bad after I did it because he was so disappointed that I didn't go, oh, you're Kenny Price. I knew who he was, but, but, but it, you know, celebrities most of the time don't make a great deal of uh, difference in my life. <laughs> you know, unless the autograph they're signing is on a check, uh, I, I'm not all that concerned about autographs. Although I will, I will admit that I kind of got a kick out of talking basketball, but, but I don't know if it was more about basketball or Jerry Lucas, but, but I enjoyed talking the, the basketball conversation. I enjoyed watching Ohio State. <laughs> and, and for your information, don't let this out, but Jerry Lucas thought Amir Williams was terrible too. So all you fans that... Uh, you know, celebrities don't make a great deal of difference in our life. But folks, when we come face to face with Jesus, he should make a difference. And I guess as we begin this three-week series face to face, I think what I'm wanting us to understand and see is that it's not just about doctrine and dogmas, and it's it's not just about what we learn in our head. But folks, I want us to be reminded that we serve a risen Savior and he's in the world today. We sing that and we believe it, right? And so as we've gathered into this place, the most important thing I can do is is not just give you a new way of thinking. That The most important thing I can do is make you aware of the Jesus who is present in this place. 
The Jesus that, that walked this earth. The Jesus that lived and died. The Jesus that was crucified on a cross. The Jesus that rose physically from the dead. And Jesus is alive today. This is not a past tense resurrection. So we talk about that for the next few weeks, next three weeks, through Easter. And we live in a culture that's fascinated with Jesus. Do you realize that? Our culture is fascinated, interested in Jesus. And, and, and we have in our history, in our time, an opening. When, when we don't focus as much on, on just what we mentally know, but who we physically know, when, when we focus on knowing this Jesus, it is an open door to a culture. Our culture is interested, intrigued in Jesus. Dan Kimball wrote a book several years ago called They Like Jesus But Not the Church. And he interviewed people and, and he had asked him the question, what do you think about Jesus? And, and it, almost universal, it was, oh yeah, Jesus, yeah, you know, Jesus, Jesus is awesome. And, you know, positive ideals of Jesus. And then he said, well, what do you think about the church? <laughs> And their ideas and their conversations would shift. No, not so positive about the church. And, and I think that's the culture we're engaged in. Amen? I mean, is that not true with your neighbors? That if you talked about Jesus, they'd be positive. But some of your neighbors, if you begin to talk about church, there would be a pushback. There would be a resistance. There would be a wall that would come up. Gandhi said this many years ago, and you've seen the quote, but... I think this is true with our culture. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And folks, if we were honest, if we were honest, we would say that Gandhi is right in some circumstances. Not all circumstances, but in some circumstances, we have not been as Christ-like as we should be. I've met many Christ-like people in this church, though. And the truth of the matter is that, that, that I've met many Christ-like church people in the church, not just this church, but other churches. And, and I believe for the most part, most of the people in this church are sacrificial, are giving, are loving. But it's possible to practice what I call churchianity. <laughs> you ever heard that phrase, churchianity? Where it's a culture and it's not a relationship Church, churchianity is about rules and rituals and culture. But Christianity is different. See, I, I don't think you lose the term Christianity because I believe that's who we are. Churchianity is different than Christianity. Christianity is about this radical ideal that we can live in relationship with Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the midst of that relationship be transformed. Do you believe that this morning? See, see, I believe, I radically believe, this is radical, but I believe that I can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ today. That he can speak to me through the power of his Holy Spirit, that he can speak to me through his church, that he can speak to me through the word, that he can speak to me when I worship, that he can speak to me when I serve. Jesus talks with me. Say, oh, pastor, you're weird. Say that. You want to say it, don't you? Pastor, you're weird. He speaks to me through his word. He speaks.
speaks to me through you guys. He speaks to me when I worship and when I pray. We serve a risen Savior. And this difference between Christianity and churchianity is one of the reasons we in the church, not this church particularly, but the church in general, are losing a generation. And I'm going to say it again so you hear it. We're losing a generation, church. You're losing your 18 to 30-year-olds. In a couple of months, I'm going to do a, my State of the Church address, and we talked about this last time. Folks, it's not acceptable to me. Is it acceptable to you? The church is losing an entire generation because the focus has become churchianity instead of Christianity. The focus has become rituals and rules and not relationship. And the next generation, the 18 to 30-year-olds, are hungry for a place where this relationship with Christ is radical and it's real and it turns people's lives upside down. You know, it's important to me because i got to tell you, I've got two in that 18 to 30-year-old demographic. And Spencer thinks he's in that 18 to 30-year-old demographic. Dan Kimball said, said in 2007, two-thirds of those who graduate from high school and stay in the area end up leaving their church. Two-thirds. Churchianity is not enough. We need, they need true life change. We need this face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ. So over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about this. And, you know, really every time we gather, every time we read scripture, every time we pray, every time we worship, every time we serve, if you're serving ideally in service, particularly when you're serving those that may be less fortunate than you, You know, Mother Teresa radically believed that when she served the the dying in Calcutta, that she was physically in contact serving Jesus Christ. And it's not in my notes, and it's always dangerous when you say things not in your notes. But I wonder if it's part of the problem that that sometimes we don't encounter Christ as often as we should because we're not serving, and if we're serving, we're not serving with the right attitude, not the right awareness. You know, it's a central part of our vision that, that, that to understand what it means to be Christian, we can only understand through Christ. That's why we're, we're ordinary people following Jesus, <laughs> We're trying to grab on to this ideal of who Jesus is and what Jesus is trying to do. And we're just serving, following, trying to mimic him. And we love the stories. I love the birth stories. Christmas is fun. Amen? You know, the parables are cool. They're great. Can't do without them. The healings, all these things are important. But to understand Jesus, to fully comprehend Jesus... We have to come face to face with the crucified Christ. Right? Folks, we're, I'm, I'm actually doing the Good Friday service for your community. And I invite you guys to come out. I mean, I think it's good when we participate with other churches, right? 
I mean, there's more than one church in this town. And Lord, I'm praying that Vineyard has an awesome service today. I'm praying that Living Hope and Grace and every church in this community has a tremendous... I'm praying that lost people find Jesus Christ this week in other services. Amen? And I'm going to talk about that. my, my top... And the only, you know why I'm preaching? I'm the newest preacher in town that could be there. Uh, you know, that's how, you know, they, they draw straws. I got the shortest straw. And, and since you guys have only had pastors that are here like 80 years, I figure since it's our turn, we better do it because who knows? But I'm going to talk about people of the cross. Because I think when churches live as people of the cross... And it's not about buildings, and it's not about attendance, and it's not about finances, and it's not about power, and it's not about strength. Some of these things that divide us begin to fade away. All we are, all we are is people of the cross. C.S. Lewis says, We are told that Christ was killed for us, and that his death washed away our sins, and that by dying he disabled himself, de- disabled death itself. That is the formula. <laughs> that is Christianity. Jürgen Moltmann wrote a book called Crucified God. And if you enjoy reading German theologians, I'll let you borrow it and, and you can have it for about a year. But this was actually a, a pretty good book. And he, he wrote this, Christian faith stands and falls with the knowledge of the crucified Christ. That is, with the knowledge of God in the crucified Christ, or to use Luther's even bolder phrase, with the knowledge of the crucified God. We have a God who took on human flesh and suffered and died for you and I. It is central to who we are. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote it like this, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness, foolish, foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom Christ, God has called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. We Preach Christ crucified. It's central. So so what does coming face to face, and over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about this ideal in two ways. ways. We're, We're going to talk about coming face to face with the crucified Christ. What does that mean with regard to my relationship with Christ? And then next week, we're going to talk about coming face to face with the crucified Christ. And what does that mean with regard to my relationship with others? So so what does coming face-to-face with the crucified Christ tell me about my relationship with God? And there's three simple truths. Uh, There is an old... Did you guys ever have Big Bob Taylor here as an evangelist? Anybody remember Big Bob Taylor? Never had... He's from Dayton. Big Big Bob, when I went into the ministry, would say this to me. He'd say, Paul, preach the word. Be simple. (laughs) And I always liked that and started, preach the word. And be simple. I have three very simple truths for you this morning. And and then we're going to close with a time of prayer. You can pray in your pews. You can pray at the altars. But I just think we need to spend some time in prayer if I can get down with my sermon. The first one is this. We were lost. (laughs) 
When you look at the crucified Christ, when you consider his suffering, it reminds us that we were not okay, that things were not all right, that, that, that there was, everything was hunky-dory. Anybody say hunky-dory anymore? We were lost. You know, I can remember watching the Passion of the Christ movie, and who, who saw that many years ago? Do, do you remember when you saw it, how powerful it was, the image of Christ's suffering? You know, I, I got to tell you, I, I think I saw it once, maybe twice, but I never wanted to see it again. You know, it's not like it's one of those movies, I think, oh man, that was great, let's watch that again. That's one of those movies that, you, the suffering and the pain I felt myself for Christ. But it reminds us, and, and I'm not going to get into all the details of, of what happens. I've never seen a crucifixion. I've never seen anybody executed in any way. I've been with people who died, but never someone who who was suffering like this. And I'm not going to get into all the physical details. You can read that up. All all I can tell you is this. Christ suffered immensely, terribly for you and I. And it wasn't just for the sake of suffering. Jesus died for a reason, for a purpose. Jesus said, I've come to seek and save that which is lost. Romans says, all have sinned. If you're part of all, raise your hand. Sinners, all of us have sinned. And we fall far short of the glory of God. And there was one thing that could be done, and and we see this on the cross. And the cross demonstrates the extent of our lostness. There wasn't a chance. There wasn't a prayer. You couldn't do it on your own. Second thing is this, we are loved. The cross demonstrates the extent of our lostness, but it demonstrates how much God loves you. You know, this morning, maybe you came in and you you don't feel loved. And this is something we're going to do in the future because it would have been nice for reference purposes. I want to get side screens so we can see the cross. And you know what else I want? I don't see, oh, there's Harold, there's a trustee. I want a cross for me to see too. You know, I think it's important that we have the cross before us when we're in here, right? And I think it's important as a pastor that I have the cross in front of me. I just got a clock. <laughs> Take that cross down. That clock. There's a verse that we all know, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I've always been told, and I don't know how, how much theological thought has gone into this statement, but, but I like it, and so I'm going to use it nonetheless. Be simple. <laughs> I've always heard, that, that you could put your name in that verse. For God so loved Paul Mills. And so I've got this up here with the blank, and I want you to put your name. We're going to read this together, and I want you to say your name proudly and boldly because I want you to know your love. For God so loved Paul Mills that he gave his one and only son that if I believe in him, I shall not perish but have eternal life. You were lost, but you were loved. The third thing I want us to see is this, love made a way. That's a good time to say amen. Love made a way. And I love 
The song we sang this morning for the cross, though my sins were scarlet, you've made them white as snow. Our God loved you so much that he didn't leave you where you were. He didn't even just pay the price and say, well, give them a ticket. When they die, they can come to heaven. He loved you so much that Jesus' sacrifice is sufficient to save your sins and lift you out of your sins and give you a power for life. Love made a way. The price has been paid and life is here for the taking. And when we come face to face with the crucified Christ, we see this. Today I'm going to close with a scripture. I'm going to ask Amy to come and play. And after, this, after the scripture, we're going to spend some time in prayer. And you know, no, no, um, no extreme pull. But folks, I think there's something special about altars. <laughs> I just do. Um, I'm probably going to spend a few minutes at the altar. Maybe you need just to meet with God at at an altar of prayer. Maybe it's been a long time since you just realized how much God loves you. (laughs) And maybe this morning at, at the altar, Christ is just standing here ready to embrace you. So I'm going to read some scripture, and, and then we're going to close with just a time of prayer. This is out of Romans, and I'm reading out the Living Bible today. Romans 5. So now, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith in his promise, we can have real peace with him because of what Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. For because of our faith, he has brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God has in mind for us to be. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they're good for us. They help us learn to be patient, and patience develops strength of character in us and helps us, uh, helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. Then when that happens, we're able to hold our heads high no matter what happens and know that all is well, for we know how dearly God loves us. And we fill his warm love everywhere within us because God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our lives with his love. When we were utterly helpless, with no way of escape, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners who had no use for him. Even if we were good, we really wouldn't expect anyone to die for us, though of course that might be barely possible. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since by his blood he did all this for us as sinners, how much more will he do for us now that he has declared us not guilty? Now he will save us from all of God's wrath to come. And since when we were his enemies, he... we were brought back to God by the death of his son, what blessings he must have for us now that we are his friends and he is living within us. Folks, we're going to spend some time in prayer. You can pray in your pews. I'm going to pray up here. And then I'm going to close this in about three minutes. Heavenly Father, right now we just stop and we give you thanks for the cross. The cross tells us we were lost and we were loved and love made a way. We, We couldn't earn it. We couldn't do it on our own. It wasn't something we deserved. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. 
And Lord, as those who were born in sin and with sin and those who have sinned in our lives, what we deserved was death. But Lord, we've come face to face with the the crucified Christ. And, And what we learn in the crucified Christ is that we don't get what we deserve. We get to receive what God freely gives. The gift of salvation, the gift of redemption, the gift of forgiveness. Lord, we, we, we are allowed to live in this relationship with you that we didn't earn, that we didn't deserve. Because of the work of Christ on the cross. Lord, help us to live not only in this service, but outside these walls with that awareness. Lord, that, that ideal and that power, that forgiveness helps us to demonstrate forgiveness to those around us when they fell us. We don't look for a quick reason to, to exact judgment because we know, Lord, we were forgiven ourselves. So Lord, right now, we just stop and we give you praise, we give you thanks. We, we pray, Lord, that we will allow the power of the cross to shape us. Lord, we don't believe that Jesus just came and died so he could leave us right where we were. We don't. We believe that Jesus came and died and his grace is enough to redeem us and change us. To to create a change from the inside out, Lord, to to rearrange our mind, our thoughts, and our attitudes. And and Lord, as you rearrange the way we think and our attitudes and our motivations, Lord, it allows us to serve you with a fresh power. So help us now, Lord. Not just in this moment and not just in this service, but as we leave these this sanctuary, as we go to Sunday school class, as as we go to lunch today, as we go to work tomorrow, as we go to school, as we find ourselves in the world, may we find ourselves identified with the cross, forgiven, redeemed, and changed. Now, Lord, I pray your blessing on, on these folks. And if there's been anything that I've said that that's not correct, or anything that I've said that that doesn't bring glory to you, or anything that I've said that doesn't draw people near to you, where your Holy Spirit do a work with my words and make them useful to you. Now, Lord, as we go from this place, we go with thankfulness, a fresh sense of thanksgiving, Lord, for the cross, and for the life the cross has brought. I love you, Lord, and I give you thanks for all the blessings of your presence that I sense in this place today and what I I sense in my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless.